Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, with Ray Zander, your guide, coach, and best gal pal. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Everyday Attraction. As you know, we love to spend this hour talking about the law of attraction in perhaps a way you've never heard before. We like to go deep on this subject, and we like to understand it in a way that we can use practically in our lives. There's been a lot of information about what Law of Attraction is, but what we love to do on this show every week is talk about some teachers that we think are helping us break down this information so we can wake up to the life that we're living and wake up to the changes and the motions and the movement and who it is that we are becoming because like it or not, you are not static. You are moving forward and we want to keep up with your expansion. You are not who you were last year, last month, or even last week. So who are you becoming and what are you doing on a daily basis to keep up with that expansion, to keep up with all that the universe is delivering? Well, that's what we're going to talk about this hour, because it is always exciting to talk about the metaphysical component, the larger part of us, and how it beautifully outpictures in this physical world. And as many of you know, we love, love, love the teachings of Abraham. And if you're not familiar with them, oh, have you just had a lucky day? Uh, Abraham-Hicks.com is a wonderful website where you can explore these teachers. Uh, and perhaps you've seen their books on the shelves. They're becoming quite popular. And uh, we feel like there is such rich information to delve deeply into as these teachers reveal more and more each day how God is expressing itself as us. And to help me map out this journey for all of us, I have my favorite co-host, friend, mentor, teacher on the line with me. Uh, welcome, Janice Campbell. Hi, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. As many of you know, Janice has her own show on Unity FM, Receive Your Life, which airs at 9 a.m. on Thursdays and is one of my favorite shows. Great show today, Janice, by the way. Really loved it. She is a coach and an author, and her website is receiveyourlife.com. What we do is we sit on this metaphysical porch. So if you can imagine, Janice and I are like, you know, in, in theory. <laughs> with a lemonade. We're, exactly. We're sitting on our, our porch. I kind of like the, you know, the Adirondack chair kind of thing. You know, big porch, beautiful view, uh, maybe sipping some lemonade. And just, you know, two girls sitting around talking about what is the meaning of life in a way that can really make a difference. And uh, Janice, what's been going on with you? What has been your kind of aha moments these these last couple of weeks since we last spoke that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> probably what's most current in my mind right now is i've been um, teaching lessons in truth so i'm really involved in the emily katie book lessons in truth and i'm just seeing things so much clearer about um 
always what my favorite things, and I talked about it today on my show, the whole thing about desires, but but that desire in our hearts is God tapping on the door of our consciousness. And I just love, and then the supply is just waiting, and but we have to make the demand. And I've read that so many times, and I've gotten that, but you know how you get something on a deeper level? Yeah. Kind of like, ah, oh, it's, it's already done. We just have to say yes to it. Like, oh, so, awesome. like, I'm just hearing these spiritual principles. I'm actually listening to her Lessons in Truth on audio, um, audiobook, and I'm just hearing it so clearly, like, what's ours to do, what is not ours to do? Mm. And what part mm. we could just release, that it's not our job to figure out how these things are going to happen. All we need to do is to articulate the desire that we're receiving. And dream the dream. Yeah, I mean, you know, really, it's about, I think, allowing ourselves to go beyond what we might think in our mindset, what's possible, and to allow the power of our imagination, which I believe is fueled by God, uh, to see beyond the circumstances or situations that we might say, I can't have that, or that's not me. And I know you talked a little bit about worthiness on your show today, and this deservability. And I think it's so ironic and funny when you step up and, and wake up to that broader knowing that you ever struggled with this idea of deservability. I mean, the fact that you're here breathing, that those 60 bazillion tr cells in your body are communicating beyond your control, uh, beating your heart and making your digestive system work and making your eyes focus. I mean, please, <laughs> <laughs> you're deserving. I think it's time to let go and really allow us to to dream that desire and say anything's possible and watch for what I love so much with these teachings is the rendezvous points because this because the universe is presenting the cooperative components as our teachers would say uh, but if we're blindsided by to-do lists and oh, I don't know and how am I going to do this and this whole vibration of I gotta I gotta I gotta you miss the elegance of the delivery you know? Yeah. I also think it's interesting, just going back a second to the deservability. What's interesting about that is where do we look to decide whether or not we deserve something? Well, to be honest with you, I, I think this is a remnant of old religiosity. I mean, I grew up in the Christian church. God bless it. Learned a lot from it. But they really, really taught you that you weren't deserving. And so I can't help but think that some of that hangs around in our our minds at some subconscious level mm -hmm. and kind of comes up every once in a while. And then we I mean, see it, you know. like it like it's there because yeah. it's old, old stuff. But then it shows up. I mean, I could see it showing up around like parents, group mothers, and it's like, oh, do I deserve to have what they have? Or, But it's only, I think we only come up short when we're actually looking outside ourselves. Yeah. Like if we're looking out there as some kind of barometer to say, like, have we done enough? Do we look good enough? Have we said the right things? Like, do we do everything right so that we could deserve? Like, almost like we have to earn it as opposed well, that's to just all getting. Coming, yeah, but that's all that blah, 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 blah. That's the stuff that we picked up in kindergarten when they were telling us that we came from sin, you yeah. know? And again, I'm not pushing against religion. It all has its purpose. And and, and if you are a you know deeply faith person and you have a specific faith, that, that's wonderful. But I do think sometimes we have to wake up and say, does this feel right to me? Yes. And is it you true? Know? It's like, if we actually really listen to the whole stream of thought, it's like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> 
And you know, and I think you can have it all. I think you can have religion and the beauty of it and the majesty and and maybe we're shedding some of the belief systems that no longer serve us as a consciousness, as a human being. And I don't think you throw it all out, you know. Right. But I do think a lot of the especially the younger generation, um, are are loving the majesty of some of the traditions, but maybe not kind of going along with some of the stuff that they feel is is no longer aligned with what they know, the truth of what they know, going back to their internal knowing and it's a really an in, inner integrity thing it's almost yeah. like you can't take it on if it just is not right for you can be- we talk about how these kids are not going to go back <laughs> <laughs> and we have kids we know yes yes not going back. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah good luck training these ones <laughs> no but i love that because they are much more um at least what i've noticed in raising my kids they're they're much more honest and they don't make excuses for it it just is yeah, you know, like I always tell my daughter, oh, my God, I can't believe you're saying that. I would never say that to my mother. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it was such a different time. Like you weren't even the, the, the idea that you actually had your own original thought was not acceptable. Or, right, but, you know? but even not even generational. I want to talk about who you were a year ago or two mm-hmm. years ago. You're not even that person. Yes, anymore. yes, and, know, yes. This energy is moving so dynamically, so holding on to any belief system that isn't keeping up with your expansion, it's just painful and silly. And when you step out of your of your of that kind of old mindset, it's kind of ridiculous. Well, it's nice, yeah. too, when you know that you could let it go. I was having a conversation with my husband last night because something came up and 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 I really got down. I'm like, why am I so involved in this or this or this? My, why is my attention this? And then I started thinking about it. It's because... Can I really keep living like I've been living lately? <laughs> like, it's going to happen because it's like so fun and everything seems to be working out really well. But my, you know, that fear creeps up like, oh my God, it's just too good. It's just yeah. too, like, I'm realizing that I have to do less and less. And not only that, but when I actually focus and put my attention on something, it doesn't take very long. And then I, I go like, am I doing something wrong? Am I forgetting something major? Because it's just kind of what's happening. I think it's just all the dramas being cut out. Yeah. And I just do it. And then I'm done. Well, we're learning these principles. I mean, we're applying them to our lives. And I, I really do think that specifically the teachings of Abraham, which we adore, are so razor, razor edge right now. I mean, it's so clear. And I don't know, maybe it's because we've been studying it for a while. And now the actual application of these, this information is happening really fast. You know? I think that's part of it. It's is that um, our consciousness takes a while to get conditioned because yeah. I get the daily thing and I'll read something. I'm like, oh, so cutting edge. Oh, 1996. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I'm hearing it like it's so amazing. But it, it's also that, you know, we build our consciousness. Consciousness expands, expands and expands. Like you say, we're not the same person we were a year ago. We weren't. And if we and- stay on this path, we're not going to be the same person a week from now. And I'm getting really good at getting back into my vortex. Now, that's a catchphrase for those of you who haven't listened to our podcast or our our radio show before. When we talk about getting into the vortex, it means uh, what Abraham is telling us is that we are joyful beings at our core. We are pure positive energy. We are that which create worlds. This is what we're coming from. So when we get into the vortex, we remember that sort of largesseness of who we are and we remember that we're here to feel good and we give ourselves permission to feel good and we start to focus on things that allow us to feel good. I mean, I know we all have certain thoughts and 
places that we can go that you just go, oh, life is so good. But practicing those and intentionally moving into those vortex spots, I feel like I've got to the point where that's my only job. Yeah. You know? But again, it's, it's what came up for me. It's like, can it really be this good? Can it really be that simple? <laughs> you know, am I going to get caught? Is something going to happen? <laughs> Jenna's Campbell, where's your hall pass? <laughs> exactly. No, but I think it, that even it reminds me of years ago when I first became self-employed. I had a CPA firm. And even though I didn't have clients all day long, I felt like I had to sit at my desk until five o'clock. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, I can't like go for a walk in the middle of the day. I can't. It just felt wrong. And then I noticed that eventually I got used to it. And now I don't care what time of day it is for what I choose. You know what I mean? That was almost like a, like Emily Katie says, I was in bondage to that. And I didn't yeah, even really not- know I was in bondage to it, but I, I was paralyzed. I couldn't move from my chair. But it was the thought form out picturing itself as the job, not the job telling you how to be. Right. I felt like I had to sit there or I was goofing off or, you know. Right. I love that idea that it's it's that thing that your life is out picturing your belief system, whether you like it or not. So that inside job of starting to shift. And, and I love that quote you've been talking about. And if you have it handy, the one about freedom and the truth. Oh, yes. Have that one handy. Let me find it. Just put Emma Emma Over Curtis, to side. <laughs> Emma Curtis Hopkins, go girl, go girl. Uh, what was she lived a hundred years ago? <laughs> Probably more at this point. But she was the teacher of teachers. She was the teacher for um, Myrtle and Charles Fillmore, the co-founders. I love her. And- well, we, we we raise our lemonade glasses to you, Emma Curtis Hopkins, wherever you are. Thank you. But this book, I have this little tiny book. It's called Bible Bible Interpretations, eighteen ninety one, and it just you would think it would be the most boring book around. It is dynamic. It is so alive. But anyway, I read this paragraph and practically fell off my chair. The fact that you are searching for freedom is evidence that you do not know truth. And a a woman in a class corrected me, and I think she's accurate. She said, I wouldn't say that you don't know truth. It's that you forgot the truth. Forgot the truth. Forgot the truth. So if you're searching for anything, you've forgotten the truth. I love freedom because that's ultimately, I think, what we get into metaphysics for is that we want our freedom back. You know, yeah. we want to remember that life is here for but our we've always human. had that freedom. That's what I love about this quote. We just don't understand the truth. You know, we have more work, spiritual understanding till we could start to see it more clearly. And then we could add anything. The fact that you are searching for justice is evidence that you don't remember the truth. The fact that you're searching for money, for love, whatever it is. The word searching is such an interesting vibration. Let's talk about this for a minute. Because we know that the word searching has within it um, something missing, scarcity, mm-hmm. unknown. You don't know. Oh, I don't know. That's probably one of the most false statements that we can utter because we have access to infinite intelligence if we choose to, if we have a moment to go inside and remember that we are connected to all that is. Uh, and if we can, you know, if there's some cobwebs in that connection, it's easy to blow them out. But this idea that anytime you search for something outside of yourself, you have forgotten the truth of who you are. Yeah. It is interesting, like you say, the vibration, because if we look at it, we're searching. Why are we searching? We're searching because it's not here. Right. We're searching because I've lost something. Yes. That's fascinating. And then the only way to, uh, what's what's so funny and interesting and kind of a catch-22 about this this technology, I call it a spiritual technology because I believe it is, is that when you, when you release the energy of searching, and claim that it is already within you, although you have no idea how, where, what, when. Um, it is that shift, that that tiny Feldenkrais type of 
switching consciousness, which is just a tiny motion, a, a pivot, as Abraham would say, a pivot. We open up worlds because once you drop the energy of searching, then the universe can deliver to you what you've been, quote unquote, missing. Yeah. It's it, fascinating. It is. And you, it's so subtle because um, I think part what just came up for me when you were saying that claim that it's already within you. But if we don't believe it's within us, we could feel getting back to the integrity thing that we're out of integrity and that's not yeah. going to feel good to us. So it really helps to keep developing our spiritual understanding so that we understand it. It really is already within us. Like we wouldn't even have recognized the thought like Emily Katie talks about. We wouldn't have the desire if it wasn't already tapping at the door of our consciousness. Like it's and already here. It's all available and it's our choice if we want to want to have it. Um, you know, and I and I do think it's time for us in Law of Attraction 2.0, 3.0, which I believe we are with these teachers, is to redefine what we call a manifestation. You know, the title of today's show is Emotion is a Manifestation. I think sometimes we've gotten to that point where we think, oh, if I if the car doesn't roll up into my driveway or, you know, the husband doesn't knock on my door that I have that I'm doing something wrong that I'm not manifesting that I'm I don't get it or it's wrong or yeah. it doesn't work you know and I think we have to kind of roll back a little bit and redefine what it is that we mean by a manifestation you know and and why is a manifestation so satisfying what is it about a manifestation that we love let's talk about that for a second why do we love manifestations i mean off the top of my head i feel like because it confirms that I am indeed involved in this reality, that I, it is like evidence mm. that I'm impacting. So almost and, like that feeling of feeling powerful yeah. versus powerless. Like it's not, things are not happening to me. I actually have some control or say over what shows I'm up feeling, in my reality. I'm feeling alive. Yeah. I'm feeling like, wow, I can, I can direct this consciousness and manifestations when they please me. And again, let's define that, you know, when a manifestation is pleasing or it's what I've asked for or, oh, this is what I've been waiting for. It's just satisfying and exciting. But then there's also manifestations that happen that go beyond even what I've asked for, but are awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. Couldn't have put that together on my own. Right. <laughs> Those are the best. Those are the because best. Because it always reminds me of, you know, that thing. It's not about me. It's, it's yeah. you know, I will limit it if I just, if I'm the only one involved because I can right. only see what I can see. My consciousness is only at the level which I could hold it. But so there's a satisfaction in also knowing that something larger than yourself has got your back. Yeah, it's like the and, grace, you know? you know, it's like, Oh, there really is an, a loving presence energy. They know you. Yeah. They love you. <laughs> Stop making lists of what you need. They got it. Yeah. <laughs> they got it back when you were five years old <laughs> or before. <laughs> right. I mean, I think we're, we're, I think the old technology said you need to be more clear about your vision so that God can, you know, that spirit can deliver. Blah, 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 blah. They know exactly. They well, you know, know what's more. interesting about that. I think that's a really great point. You have to be clear about your vision. I think it's, it's that whole process is whatever it takes for us to get aligned. Yeah, you know, sometimes it. if it's looking at the vision and we get really excited about it, that's great. That's if great. we're looking at the vision and we're saying, "Oh, I can't do that," or "I can't do that," or "I need to figure out," I'm, I'm doing it wrong. Well, that's not going to be very helpful. Exactly. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, stay tuned. You're listening to Everyday Attraction with Ray and Janice on our metaphysical porch, sipping our lemonade this beautiful, beautiful day. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break and we'll delve a little bit more into why redefining what a manifestation is can absolutely shift your day today. Stay tuned. Don't think about it. Let it unfold. Let 
our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Okay, welcome back from the break. We were just talking about... we were just going, we were just talking a little bit about this idea of what is a manifestation? Why is it that we're so satisfied with it? Why do we even come to law of attraction to begin with? I mean, I know for a lot of us, it was because I want to start to see stuff that I want. And I'm tired of living what I don't want, right? I'm tired of suffering. I'm tired of having experiences that I don't enjoy. Uh, I think a lot of us were brought to the secret, you know, kind of the candy coated law of attraction movie so many years ago now. But it introduced us to the idea that we are alive in this universe and we are impacting it. And yet it too has even a broader knowing than even we can. Um, So satisfying. So we like to talk about manifestations because they do please us on so many levels. However, the trap, the conundrum here is that if you're focused on something, a manifestation that hasn't happened yet, you're in the searching mode, like we talked about Mm -hmm. in the first segment, you know, there's a booby trap there the missing, the searching. So it is really interesting where we have to redefine what is satisfying as a manifestation. So we have to redefine it. Yeah. And you also I mean? what we're and also what we're really measuring for. What are we really looking for? Like what is that manifestation going to bring us? Yes. Why what do we want are... what we want? Right, exactly. How do we um what is considered something that we are wanting? What is um, what is the reason we want this stuff to begin with? And I think some of the, the leading edge information coming from Abraham is an emotional shift is really what you're wanting, period. You may think you're wanting the house, the boat, the car, the relationship, the money. But what you're what you're thinking is that that will bring you the emotional shift. And that's really what you want. Right? Yeah. yeah it's it's like, interesting. This whole thing you got me going now with the um, the whole searching it's kind of like when we want to manifest something, we have to ask ourselves, what do we say is missing? Because right. we're kind of on the wrong track with that. Like if we say, oh, what's missing is this, this, this. And that's why we always hear how everything is within you. And it sounds so cliche. Oh, everything is within you. <laughs> but if what we're really looking for is the emotional shift, we, it absolutely lives within us. And you can't have it the physical until you have the emotional shift into that vibration that more matches what that feeling what that that circumstance would give you. So again, if you're struggling with money and you're searching for money, uh, that energy is preventing the money that's already available to you in perfect, coordinated, synchronistic relationships that the universe has set up for you. It's impossible to do that. So what we have to do is make the emotional shift to start to speak to ourselves in a way that calms and soothes the savage search, <laughs> I love that. you know, the savage, get, search. The savage <laughs> search and get you into this understanding of 
well, how am I defining abundance or how am I defining what is working for me and what is working for me and start to shift the conversation so that those, the money opportunities can come in. I want to play a short little segment from a recent, very recent workshop from Abraham Hicks. And if you haven't gotten to a workshop, they're still traveling the country, guys. We are in like the golden age of Abraham right now. They're still traveling the country. They're coming to a city near you. If you have an opportunity to go to a workshop, just don't think twice. Get a ticket, go. It's such an extraordinary experience. Janice and I are um, in a privileged position where we're, we're actually getting these tracks um, as they come off the press, as they say. And we we like to sort of delve into the leading edge of this. And this particular track uh, – caught my fancy because it's what we're talking about today in this emotional, the emotional shift is really what we're reaching for. And the physical, not so much. That will come later. It is it, later. But you know physical. what I like, which they talk about a lot, is when you make the emotional shift, the physical has to come. So you never have to worry about it. It's not like we have to pick emotional right. or physical. Like It will happen. You could relax about that. They're daisy chained together. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're telling us is law. So we found this track that um, basically is entitled, Can He Accept Everything as a Blessing? Can He Accept Everything as a Blessing? I'm going to play the first couple of minutes and then we'll stop and chat about it. Uh, and again, this is from a recent workshop where we're really talking about how to change how we see our manifestations in our lives. Hold on. Here we go. It's wonderful to be in the sort of at, at home in the um, on the same wavelength in this natural flow, you know, practicing milking it. It's, um, and it really, that's what I've been doing is taking on the um, the instructions into life. And it, it seems it seems you know, oh, just well, think more positive and more general and less negative and specific. It seems like a simple experiment, but it actually feels to me in my life like it's a really radical thing to do. It's radically different than the way most people around me are and, and the world is and the way I've been. And, but it's so natural to who you really are. So, and I feel that my, my inner platform is becoming more stable and more at ease. And right now, though, the outer platform, it seems like all the balls have been thrown up in the air. And Monday morning, I, I don't know where they'll fall. You know, And, and everything has been thrown up in such a way that's so interrelated that even if I, I, you know, the sorting it into piles and figuring it out, I don't even feel like it's possible to do that. It's, good. It's good. too complicated. Good. Because, <laughs> because that really isn't your work. We want to give you something here and then we want to hear from you fully. But consider this. Can you hear that the way you feel is a manifestation? Can you hear, we we're just talking to you, can you hear that the way you feel is a manifestation? Can you feel that being in that peaceful state, can you feel that alignment is a manifestation? This is, this is a really good thing to acknowledge. Alignment is a manifestation. Emotion is a manifestation. So rather than trying to sort out all the moving parts, and wrestle them to the ground and put order to them, can you feel that being in alignment or feeling good is a manifestation? So we've been saying for a while that you want to go to the vortex and then. Go to the vortex and then. 
Go to the vortex and then have a conversation. Go to the vortex and then clean out a drawer. Go to the vortex and then drive your car somewhere. Go to the vortex and then make your flight arrangements. Go to the vortex and then. Because when you are in alignment with who you are, which simply means you feel good, then the impulses that come to you, let's start again, then your, then you are a cooperative component that can mesh comfortably with the other cooperative components. When you're out of sync, then it doesn't matter how many lists you've made or how orderly you try to be. It's, it's a rough ride. So we want to talk about this. Bring us up to speed with where you are now, and we'll take some specifics. Let's stop there for a moment. Um, I, I love sometimes watching Esther's process when Abraham's coming through really fully. It's almost like if you're tapped in, you can feel that she's trying to get her mouth up to speed with what they're trying to bring through. <laughs> Do you ever have that mm-hmm. that feeling? Like she's just like, okay, I'm trying to move this through to, to English. Um <laughs> You know, I, I love that segment because the first first part, what he says is, okay, so you're saying just try to be more positive, um, get less specific. And I, I want to clarify for that for a little bit because I think this is a really big, big piece of new technology that they've given us recently is this thing about less specific about the things that are outside the vortex are not working because we tend to, again, go deep into the problem and get really, really specific. Now, we've talked about if that feels good go for it. Mm-hmm. But there's going to come a point where getting specific about what you don't want is not going to feel good. And that's your clue. But this idea that they're talking about, about being general, you know, that part of getting into the vortex is getting more adept at being general in our mind thinking, um, especially when we're outside the vortex. Is How is that translating for you, Janice? You mean the specific, the general? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. I don't really. Whenever I hear that, I don't really think about that much. Do you know what I mean? Because I guess I don't really categorize. I mean, maybe I haven't had the awareness, but <laughs> but I don't really categorize that that much. Whether something's general or specific, I guess the specific part is if I'm really stirred up about something, I could tell that I'm pretty specific. Yeah. yeah so then it's almost like. Go take a walk. <laughs> yeah. Go take go a walk. walk the dog. Breath, step back. Go read some Emma, Tom, Emma yeah. Tom, you know, Hopkins. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, now that you say that, maybe that's a process that happens kind of naturally. Like yeah. we, we, we go to the general to feel better, but maybe we kind of gravitate to that anyway. Almost like our spirit kind of goes to the window. <laughs> Well, that's what they're saying is this is natural to you. Yeah. This is natural to you to be able to move back to that broader perspective, take a breath, and then choose differently, you know, as we go in back into the specifics. Because our mind is always going to want more information. I mean, that's the beautiful part of having a focused mind. And we don't want to push against that. But what, what I thought was so interesting is like, he's like, this is really radical yes. in our world, you know, and I don't think about it sometimes, but he's right. Yeah. You know, this it's idea not the logical like, or not what we're taught how to process things and how to get our goals accomplished. (laughs) And it's not what is happening on the, maybe the majority of the consciousness now. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to get connected to that because I would like it to shift too. It'd be fun. Um, But I, I think it is radical to say to your own mind, all right, back up. 
back up, back up, back. We're going to, we're going to kind of get more general here. We're going to get a little bit more into the understanding that, you know, everything's a blessing. <laughs> so something's coming through. There's a pony in there somewhere. As someone <laughs> once said, there's a pony in there somewhere. And, and, and Abraham was saying good for you because that's naturally who you are. You have that capacity to dial back the goggles, you know, uh, and, and get more of a broader perspective before you choose again. And it almost feels too like that it's being irresponsible. Like when yes. he says, I've got all these balls in the air and I don't know where they're going to fall. That sounds like, wow, you are so out of control. You better get on top of your game. You know, you're you're irresponsible. You don't know what the heck is going on and things are not going to turn out well. And I think it's interesting with uh, he's saying, I don't know. And then they're saying, yes, that's a good thing that you're claiming that you don't know. But yet we also talk a lot about knowing. So it's almost like what's our what's ours to do? What's ours to do? What, what part do we big... know? What part do we let go of? But I, you know what I think is so funny? I just think it's hysterical that we think we can control all the circumstances that happen in a day, yeah. a, a year, a month, a, a, an hour. Well, you know, it's funny. I've been thinking about that a lot with my kids now that you know, I have one that's almost ready to go to college and I have three. But it's just funny to think like, oh, God, all those years I thought that I actually was in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, they are who they are. They're they're blossoming into the person that they've always been. It has so little to do with you as a parent. And I think it's kind of hysterical that we actually think it's up to us. To, to train them in school. To them train, in. Yeah, thinking that we're going to turn them into somebody they're not or that it's our job to mold them or it really is that thing of just getting out of the way. I, mean, I think I said this story before. It's one of my favorite ones, but this woman raised three fabulous sons and someone asked her, how did you do that? And she said, oh, I just prayed that I would do nothing to get in the way of their inner loveliness. <laughs> that beautiful? But it's kind of that thing of they're not us. I mean, it's not ours. It's not our work to do. I mean, we have a, a role to play and to create an environment that supports their growth, but they are who they are. But here's the paradox that we're talking about. And, and this is kind of 2.0 on, on the love attraction scale. So go with me on this. What, in one way, we're saying we can't control anything. I mean, my gosh, the sun coming up, not my job, right? Mm -hmm. So there's all these contingencies happening, all these, you know, opportunities and situations and even the physical universe, so much going on beyond our control, not making the trees grow, right? I'm not uh, making the water come. So, and yet we're standing here saying you can create your life. You can create your life. You can create your experience. So, you know, how is it that we can understand those two, what seems like paradoxical statements that you have no control and yet we're talking about how you can, you know, create your own reality? Well, you know what pops up for me when you say that is it kind of gets to what's our underlying belief? Like, like when I look at it, like I'm taking a class now, metaphysical theology, and it's interesting to really explore what your beliefs are. But, but when you're saying that, it's like, I have my theology or underlying belief is that there is a current of good that flows through everyone and everything. And to create my reality, it's almost to surrender to that current. And attract it and be a part of it. Because and it's so much, it's it. so yeah. beautiful and magnificent that if it was up to me personally to think of how to control it. So it's almost like, I don't get what I want when I block this current. You know, I suffer when I block the current. Right. But I trust right. that. I trust that it runs through my kids. I trust that it runs through my clients, myself. It's just kind of, I think a lot of this has to do with what, what's, what, what is a lens we're looking through. 
what is my belief? Yeah. And, and that is very true. I mean, I do believe that the stage of the planet, not mine consciously to do in this moment, again, not raising the sun, not making the food grow, not my job. And yet I know, I trust that that's happening. I mean, I've got a lot of evidence that that is happening uh, every day. And so here I have this beautiful stage that has so much capacity to please me and delight me. So what we're talking about is creating a reality where you can kind of squeeze the marrow out of that physical stage that has been set up beyond your control. It is to rendezvous with the best of it, the most exquisite. Now, of course, that's an individual thing because what the best of it for me might be very different than the best of it for you. I don't think that there's a one way that's the best. But what he was saying in that clip was, you know, all these balls in the air, you know, all these desires and possibilities and how am I going to make these people meet and this money come through? And, And I think what Abraham was saying is like, that part's not your job either. You know, you're just here to dream it. And to believe it in a vibrational way so that we will show it to you in the way that the universe expresses itself through the physical universe. And it's like there is less and less and less for us to do on a conscious level. <laughs> yeah, I just thought of the thing, kind of like a sports analogy. It's, it's almost like it's our game to lose. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the odds are in our favor. And basically, if you don't screw up and mess with that, it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be good. But get out of the way. Yeah, if you don't block it and try yeah. to you know, jam it full of scarcity and fear, it's a right. pretty good flow. And what they're saying is here's the starting point. Here's the starting point. It, you know, it's not that complicated. Don't need mm-hmm. a degree in microbiology to get this one. Just try and feel good. Yeah. Just try and feel better. Yeah. Just, try, just, just do what you can to let your mind go of all the things that you think you have to control or be or do or have or care what people think or well, I you know. love what you always say you always help me with this one every time I'm upset about something well that's because you care what they think <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I forgot yeah. you're right yeah. I forgot that one I mean talk about you know breathing in the big air of freedom uh just walk through a day not caring what anyone thinks you'll be like yeah baby <laughs> I think I'm going to be myself today because I really don't care what anyone thinks. And again, that's some of that old belief systems that say you have to be something different than you are in order to survive and get what you want. Blah, blah, blah. Old technology doesn't work anymore. You know, so it is. When you just said that, I'm wondering, you say doesn't work anymore. Did it ever work? It didn't. I mean, these principles are timeless, eternal. If it it doesn't work today, it didn't work back then either. We're just our awareness is greater. Well, it worked in the sense that it created lives of suffering and alcoholism. Yeah. It, did, <laughs> it didn't work for it didn't work for what in the we way want. it could have or yeah. It yeah. still worked. I mean the yeah. laws are kind well, of like principles are principles. Yeah. They're there. Yeah. You know, and you can create a life of life of suffering or you can create a life of joy. And it's really about this idea of drilling, you know, kind of pulling back and deciding differently within your consciousness where you're going to focus and let an emotional shift. So if you've got some big issue, maybe someone said something, your family, maybe your kids acting, whatever it is. If something's going on, try to step back from it. And, you know, there's a lot of options that Abraham talks about. It's like either go walk your dog or try to find a soothing way or more generalized way of looking at the situation. This too will pass. I've been through worse. Even if it's kind of negative, it's still more generalized than she said this, you know, and just try to release the energy of that ball of vibration that has created the circumstance. And I think that's what they're saying is, and when you can kind of, when you watch your body, your body will go, (sighs) you know, you've done it. (laughs) And sometimes you need someone else to help. Last night, my daughter was having a meltdown and I just 
totally got sucked into it. <laughs> and then my husband points out a few things of what's really going on. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, yes, oh, you're yeah. right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, great husband. <laughs> <laughs> For seeing something that I could, because we can't see it a lot of times when we get, you know, we lose our way. It's like we're drowning. So good. And Janice and I do this all the time because we're we're really close friends and we'll like we'll get on the phone with her. Okay, I need to I, help me see this differently. Like, all I see it is crap. All but I it see. is true. It doesn't take much because the other person isn't drowning. So it's yeah. very very helpful to have someone. No, you're 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 a little bit you're a little bit off here. Yeah. <laughs> There's a better way. There's a better way. <laughs> and remember, they're just reflecting back to you who you are. Yes. But please don't tell me that right now. <laughs> don't tell me that right now. We'll wait till later on. Hey, we're gonna take another break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction with Janice and Ray, and we're talking today about redefining what is a manifestation, and by redefining it, realizing that you are on your way to everything you want and everything that is wanting you by a simple emotional shift. It's that easy. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page, search for Everyday Attraction, or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction on Unity FM. Uh, Unity Online Radio, as we're calling it now, and also Align Radio. AlignRadio.com carries our show. We love shout out to those folks out there as well. And we're also on iTunes as a podcast. And also, you can also check out our archives on the Unity.fm website. Just click the program archives and you can get a plethora of stuff from us in the past. We're so excited and we just really want to say how appreciative we are to everyone who's listening. Our numbers are kind of going through the roof these days and we're just saying hello family. So, so happy we've found each other and that we have an opportunity to just converse and we hope that this information and the time that we spend together is truly helpful for you and will hopefully um, allow you to uh, just take it a little bit more easy today and know that all is truly, truly working to your best. And as we were talking about before the break, everything is a blessing. Oh, man, sometimes, some days that really sticks <laughs> in my throat. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, can I see, how can I, you know, can I see the blessing in but this? I like, no. the, I like the discipline in it because even when you, you sent me the, um, what we were going to talk about, and I love thinking about that because it, it does take a little work, but you're rewarded for that work. Absolutely. Finding the blessing, because it's there. I mean, sometimes it's, it just takes we have to dig a little deeper or we have to expand how we're looking at it. But it's so great to find it when the first reaction is it's not there. Exactly. Exactly. So let's go back to this track and listen to a little bit more of this delicious morsel from a recent Abraham Hicks workshop. And again, if you'd like to get a copy of this full workshop, go to abraham-hicks.com and order your own or better yet, get a ticket to their next, um, their next workshop. Also, they are webcasting. Uh, some of their workshops, and uh, Janice and I are working. Are going to wake up way early tomorrow morning uh, to listen to Saturday, a, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday morning uh, to listen to a DC workshop. So um, yeah, have breakfast with Abraham. We love it. <laughs> we'll be leaving in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> in 
Exactly. I'll be bringing my fat angel pastries. <laughs> I love it. Breakfast with Abraham. It's the best. It's the best. It's um, actually except on the West Coast, the webcast goes from like six to ten. So by ten o'clock, you're like so in the vortex. It's it's an awesome way to start your weekend. So let's go back to this track. Here we go. That you're talking about and apply them to what we just said. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, as I said, I'm, I mean, it, it's sort of a blessing in a way because it, it's so complicated that I can't even create scenarios to entertain myself right, that so, I can so control So let's, let's even make yeah. that better. Yeah. It's even a blessing in a way. Can we assume yeah. that everything is a blessing, oh, not just in a way? Yes. In other words, can, can you accept that what is is so all right that it's, it's you in the process of, of being all that you are. And so, not just in a way. In other words, it, it's a blessing in this way and in this way and in this way and in this way. That'll put you right in the vortex and it will allow the cooperative components to reveal themselves to you so it doesn't feel like everything's just thrown up in the air randomly falling because nothing ever is. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, right. So it's, the idea is that it's intentionally being thrown up to come together sort of perfectly in a different way as it lands, right? Rather than, well, who, who knows what will happen or, or something like that. Well, but, anything, anything that you can do that holds you in a place of positive expectation yeah. is a good thing to do. But, but we can feel from the specifics that you were just offering there that that specific analogy is more unsettling than settling. Uh, yeah. Can't you? Yes. Yeah. Didn't, didn't it feel sort of chaotic, the, the idea of it yeah. feels? And so it's sort of like, in a way, this chaos is a blessing. But, but the chaos and the in a way right. keep you from allowing the blessing to reveal itself to you anytime soon. So it's like, in a way, this is probably going to turn out all right eventually. Right. But in the meantime, I'm having a sort of rough ride. Yeah. And, it, and it doesn't have to be right. as rough. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, the, the, and I've taken on um, making the well-being and being at ease and feeling positive to be more important than everything else. And that's been one of those things that seems like, okay, that's... That's why we ask you to yeah. consider it being a manifestation. Because there's a tendency to want to manage all those moving parts into a manifestation that's pleasing. But as you just discovered, if there's too many moving parts, and the attempt at the impossible, when you're trying to control the uncontrollable, it, it just holds you in that place of not being in alignment longer. But if you can accept that this thing that you just brilliantly said that you got from us, this thing that you just... But it is, it's brilliant that you know it. In other words, yeah. it's your knowing as you said it. You know it as, as you acknowledge that... That feeling is the manifestation you're reaching for. In other words, I don't need to manage all the moving parts. I just want to feel good. I, I, I don't need to figure out how everything's going to unfold or what the path's going to be. I just want to feel good now. I just want to find ease now. I just want to find... Because that's a manifestation that you can control. Ha, have you ever... Esther would sit in a, in a theater, a movie theater, or even in a hotel room watching a movie, and have her covers right over her head now it's not real somebody made it up the people aren't even really living that it's just something that somebody decided would be beneficial to terrorize you with <laughs> so there's no there's nothing in reality about it and yet she's having 
and manifestational emotional response to it. And we just want you to real. In other words, that monster might as well be in her room because she couldn't be more frightened. She wouldn't feel more frightened if he were really in her room than the way she feels in watching it on television. Because negative emotion is negative emotion. Terror is terror, regardless of the reality of the reason for it, you see. So if you can accept that the emotion that you're feeling is reality, and that's the reality that you care most, as you said, more than any, everything else put together, that you're trying to affect, now you've got it. Because it is the emotion you can... I love that. I love that last part. I want to work from that last part into the, the earlier part of the segment, the whole movie scenario. I mean, I, I love that because it reminded me that my whole life is a movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's like the terror that you're experiencing is m- made up at some level in the perception and the way you're choosing to see something and you know, the intention of whatever is happening, the movie makers or whatever, it was simply meant to terrorize you. And, you know, isn't, isn't that a great analogy that kind of waking up to the fact that you're looking at that movie in a way that's, you know, can't be anything but terrible. And especially how you feel like, like how going to a movie, the range of feelings is so vast. And it's so easy for us to feel something. I mean, sometimes, you know, people go, Oh, I don't know how to feel better. I don't know how to feel better, but you'll go to a movie and laugh yourself silly over a comedy. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you look like you did okay over there. (laughs) Or go buy a frozen yogurt. Tastes pretty good. (laughs) I mean, we're made to feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like we have to work. We have to work at not feeling well. I think it's our natural inclination is to be happy and feel good. But then the whole guilt or deserving, like, oh, oh, this feels too good. Oh, I'm having too much fun. (laughs) But it's actually very natural. Very natural. And and I think we need to understand that that is really all that we want Mm -hmm. is to be able to have control is too strong of a word. We want to be able to manage. I like that word better. And Abraham talks about that. You want to be able to manage your emotions so that you can pull away from those that do not feel good and dive deeply into those that do and say, hello, 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 God, here I am. You know, this managing emotions and really letting go of the physical universe, what's happening, what's not happening, the manifestation, all the synchronicities. And this idea of being able to manage your emotions and then what happens is they say, when you manage your emotions and you're choosing to feel better and you're choosing to see things from a, a larger perspective, a general perspective, then what happens is the rendezvous points, or as they talk about, the cooperative components, the names and addresses of all the people you need to get done what you need to get done, <laughs> can find you, you know? Yeah. It's just it's just amazing to me, and it really is, you know, blasphemy in some places to say the better you feel, the more productive you are. Because the um, old technology that was once about production was, no, the worse you feel, means the harder you're working, means the more productive you are. You know, it and could really- shift that so quickly for, you, for us. I mean, what I've noticed, what is really, really shifting that is I'm experiencing it for myself. So I'm not just hearing the words. Yeah. I'm actually seeing, okay, the better I feel, the more productive I am. I have evidence to support that, like a research scientist. <laughs> yes. Because a lot of times we won't do it if we feel like, oh, interest, yeah. But but start noticing it in your life. Start collecting evidence. And then all of a sudden, what I'm learning is I, I, I really trust that because I have a lot of evidence now. 
trust it and accept it mm-hmm. as, as as law as truth and i think again unless you can accept this and really understand that this is truth a lot of this will be gibberish well and it, i think some people are able to accept it right away and other people need more evidence i'm one of the need more evidence types and some <laughs> people just accept it and get it right away and that's great but you have to kind of know who you are <laughs> yeah and how much evidence you're going to be yeah. to have to require my my favorite takeaway from that segment um and and the part that kind of sends the chills up and down my spine is that you don't need it. You don't need that thing out there that you think you need. You don't even need the money, the relationship, the job, the circumstance. You don't actually need it. Mm-hmm. All you need is the ability to manage a shift emotionally. I love that because suddenly it turns totally in my control and my ability to move and shift based on my focus. There's that freedom coming back. <laughs> There's that freedom. I don't need it. I don't need anyone to change. Yes. You know, I don't need any of that stuff. I like when he was going on about, okay, so uh, basically everything works out for the best because all the balls are up in the air and then they're all going to fall down and somehow they're going to work out perfectly. And then when she kind of called him on that, like, what is that <laughs> vibration in there? Because it's it's almost like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know intellectually, I know it's all going to work out perfectly. But so I should, I should like be grateful for that or I should relax and trust that. But really what you say, that's, that's like on a completely different track. Oh, yeah. And that talk about a great takeaway. That is huge right there because sometimes we have a lot of platitudes going on yeah. that we picked up even from our metaphysical yeah. teachings. And we kind of you know, justify oh, why things aren't here. Oh, I'm, I'm, it's okay because I know all things work together for good. So basically what we're saying is I'm going to feel pretty resigned and pretty lousy and then someday it's going to get better. But not, today. but not today. <laughs> yeah. Stop platituding all over the place, people. <laughs> Pull back those platitudes. Because I think, you know, again, you know, I always say this, you know, it, you know, the, the the universe doesn't speak English. So good luck with that. It's vibration. And oh, that's so, good. I never heard that. Oh, you never heard that? No. That's one of my favorites. Oh, my God. I never heard that. That's so good. I mean, that's, Are you kidding me? I say that all the time. I've never heard. Obviously, <laughs> I was not receptive to that comment because that that's amazing. <laughs> I think that's so great. Oh, that is so funny. That no, is but I mean, it, it's, it's like a game changer for me. It, well, it's true. It's like stop trying to speak to the universe with English. It's yeah. just not going to work. And you really saw it in in his in his vibration. You could feel it where he was saying, okay, so in a way. Blah, 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 blah. But his energy was like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not going to happen or I should I should accept it, whatever it is. And therein is the emotional work. There's the shift that yes. we're looking for. Here's the work right here. Yeah. Here, there one. Take take note. Here's the work. Well, I think that's the, yeah. so often why working with spiritual principles, it's like, wow, why is I don't get why this is happening to me or why this is not happening to me. But when we're working, like breaking it down vibrationally, it becomes much clearer. Yeah. Yeah. Because in that moment, your only job is how can I shift this in a way attitude and how can I shift this idea that chaos is even around me? Who says it's chaos? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's perfect synchronicity from a universal platform that I can't understand. You have to recast what you're calling as chaos because it indeed is not the vibration of chaos that you want. It is that knowing that everything is perfectly unfolding in a way that is for your good. Right. But again, it kind of gets down to what's your core belief there. Like you just said, knowing that it's there for your good. But if you don't hold that thought, it may be different. You know, I think it's kind of important that we keep exploring what is our perception of life. Yes. How are we holding it? How are we holding it? And how can we change because it? Because so we're always going to be right about that. We're always going to be <laughs> right about that. So if we say life's a struggle and eventually you get what's due you, well, that's exactly what's going to 
show up for us. It's so slippery that way. It is very it. slippery. That I love it because it's 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 rigorous. It's it's not passive. It's very rigorous. It is. So, you know, the takeaway from today, the everyday takeaway, as we like to say here, in everyday attraction, is the fact is all you really need is a feeling. You need a feeling that feels better than where you are and trust that the universe will unfold the red carpet from there. So all you, what a feeling. Oh, sorry. I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> go, go watch the flash dance. Movie. <laughs> I love that movie. I love it. All you need is a feeling. Well, I like what they were saying too. Positive expectation. Yeah. I love that. Positive. Ex- what do you expect? Is it positive? Yeah. And practice that positive expectation mm-hmm. to your best ability. Well, believe it or not, we've come to the end of another Everyday Attraction Hour. So I hope that this hour has served you well and that there are some takeaways that will really make a difference for you tomorrow. That there will be things that we've said or things that are you are now Or today. Up. Or today. Or today. <laughs> right, or today. Now, right, right now. Right now. That Abraham is actually speaking to you. Because when we talk about Abraham, really what we're talking about is your high self, your high knowing. This this is our high selves talking to us. And so allow the Abraham within you, if you will, to speak to you that will continue this conversation even after this radio show has come to a close. Because we know that Spirit is speaking to each one of you in a unique and profound way. And we, we just want you to shine that light that you've come to express. So Janice, thank you again thank from the you. Metaphysical Porch. I raise again my lemonade to you. All my ice <laughs> is gone now, so it doesn't actually clink. So until next time, Janice, thank you so much. Thanks. We'd like to end our show with a little bit of a Law of Attraction card reading. You can get your own card deck from Abraham-Hicks.com. I can, you know, they've got an iPhone app now for these cards. So oh, if you've got one of these smarty phones, get these cards that will help you to just remember another kind of vibrational tool to help you stay in and around that vortex. So until next time, thank you again for joining us. Lots of love to you. And remember, life is good unless you have other plans. Take care. Welcome to the Law of Attraction card reading. Today's card tells us, I can transform my own world. Make lists of positive aspects. Make lists of things you love. And never complain about anything. And as you use those things that shine bright and make you feel good, as your excuse to give your attention and be who you are, you will tune to who you are and the whole world will begin to transform before your eyes. It is not your job to transform the world for others, but it is your job to transform it for you. A state of appreciation is pure connection to source where there is no perception of lack. You can transform your own world. This is Charcel reminding you that like attracts like, and that today is sunny with possibilities. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join Ray every Friday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is sponsored by Send Out Cards. 
go to www.sendoutcards.com attraction and mail a free card that you personalize to someone you appreciate. Don't wait. Act on your promptings to appreciate today at www.sendoutcards.com attraction. Everyday Attraction is recorded live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time on Aligned Radio, alignradio.com.